I'm recording. I am as well. Here we are together again to talk about our favorite reality, (laughs) the one that is not reality, the West Wing. (laughs) Um, I suppose I'm really proper. I know. I uh, I'll do a proper introduction. Hey guys, this is Andrea. Welcome to Winging It. This is Sally. That's not how we normally do it. <laughs> I'm Sally. Yeah, I know I got all thrown off there. <laughs> we can't do anything different, otherwise the whole thing gets derailed. I'm not even gonna do a take two because uh, oh, we're, we're in season seven. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what this podcast is. That's right. It's Winging It. And if, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are winging it all the way to season seven <laughs> episode 15 welcome to wherever you are here we are <laughs> i before we really dive in i might have watched bartlett's 20 hours in america speech a couple times today just really you know yeah the the streets are too crowded in heaven tonight oh that gosh oh uh, uh, it's just it is just so bad everywhere Outside yeah. of this fictional so, world, so it's escapism. Without, without getting too well. political, we'll just say it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, bad. it's very bad. This is the world um, I want to live in. So, exactly, get us to the West Wing ASAP, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well let's um let's do some singing, and then we'll talk about yes. this lovely season seven episode. Okay. Wow, I don't know if you guys could tell in that take, but I was like gesturing like a superhero. I I could tell. I thought I sensed something. Yeah. Right? Just a little bit. Yeah. I think yep. I think that's what I'll do on my first day at the Tonight Show cuz I'm probably going to be <laughs> freaking out. Like in the morning I'll have to get pumped up. Oh. You, I don't think I told people out. that I got hired by the Tonight Show, but um I did. So, I wonder if there's going to be any West Wing folks on and what the protocol will be if I should just not say anything, but I'll I'll be tweeting if that happens cuz Oh man. There's an ethical dilemma. That would be magical. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, Ooh. so we we are okay. season seven, episode yeah. fifteen. Count them. Yeah, one five. You sound sad. Are you sad? I just have a lot of sad feelings about this episode and Toby. I know. I <laughs> we'll <Yes>. get there. <laughs> okay, so I I broke this episode down into two headings. One, okay. The, for the first heading is yay a Toby episode. The second episode, <laughs> the second heading is the last five days of the Santos campaign. So yeah. everything that happens falls under one of those two buckets, in my opinion. That's true. Yep. That is, yeah, it definitely does. Where, where would you like to begin? Wherever you would like, which, Sally. Which header? Just spin that wheel. Um, let's go ahead and get the sad stuff out of the way. <laughs> okay. So Toby. Toby, Toby broke my heart in this episode, which. Because like, he always does. Yeah. Richard Schiff is perfect a perfect actor so i mean we've never yeah, said we've that discussed that before it's but uh, <laughs> it's still true even more so in this episode and i just think he does a splendid job through and through of acting this storyline that i hate and that he yeah. hates which makes it even more impressive to me i know it's just a, a parade of depression really 
Yeah. But it's true. He does it so well. And he adds so he much. Like, there's just this... It's like a color palette. And we just don't have this color without him on the show. Absolutely. I mean, there Agreed are plenty 100%. of characters that we're not getting. Like, we're, we're missing out on Dulé. We're missing out on, you know, Allison. But, like, really... Uh, there's such a richness. He's like mahogany. Richard Schiff yeah. is like mahogany or like cedar. Some sort of like very mm-hmm. good smelling wood. I don't know. <laughs> this is not going the right way. It's like classic <laughs> and sturdy yeah. and sturdy, dependable. Regal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. All of those things. All of those things. Yep. So yep. It's, yep. it's Halloween and... Yeah, that's part of what's happening. That uh, he's going to go trick or treating with his children, uh, Huck and Molly. Which are they too old for how old yes. they actually are? Yes, they, like they're not that old, right? Because they were born they were, at the end of season four. Yeah, so they did they might they be like, like how did they grow up so fast? I don't know. I don't know. I also have no concept of, like, how old kids are. So I have no idea. I mean, would you say these kids are, like, four? Yeah, they look like like late three or four. I know. Okay. Are they two? Just, like, a little bit off. I don't know. It's not like they aged them from baby. Like, it's it's been one season, but still. Yeah. I mean, I was was just kind of taken aback a little bit. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they are very, It's like, oh, you have have two fully formed humans now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're very cute. They're super cute. And Toby calls Andy. And how does Andy not have Toby's number in her phone? Question mark. I think that, you know, I think that on so many shows all the time, there are so many times where they're like, so-and-so, is that you? And it's like, you, you know you have their number in your phone? I mean, like, you've had anyway. children together and he proposed to you and he, like, bought this house that you live in and you don't have his yeah. number in your phone? I mean, did you get yeah, mad and delete him? That would make sense. But also... No, you would have him memorized. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was calling Just from, like, a payphone at a jail. He was calling from his right. cell phone. Right. Unless he's going through burners, but I think I've been watching too much How to Get Away with Murder. I don't think they do <laughs> burner phones on the West Wing ever. No, I don't think Toby has a burning phone. <laughs> um, but the real story is not Halloween. The real story is that. Um, <laughs> well, but, but it is. I love I mean, Halloween it's because. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's plenty to talk about there, too. There's plenty to unpack, but the it breaks my heart. A. Um, Andy can't go trick-or-treating with him, so they have to take yeah. the kids separately, uh, uh, which is just, ugh. I mean, and she goes on that little speech about about dealing with him, basically, while she's, you know, running a campaign, and she makes a comment about her campaign staff, wants her to get buttons that say, like, that's why I divorced him or something. Yeah. Um, Har- how heartbreaking awful. is that? So terrible. Awful. Mm-hmm. So terrible. And then, but then cutest scene was when Toby was disappointed that the kids were dressed in the Orioles outfits instead of the Yankees outfits. Yes. And then he puts the Yankees cap, uh, on the lampshade or something. Yeah. Also cute. And also that was a good little moment in, in an otherwise sad Toby storyline. And also when he said that the witch thing works for her. Oh yeah. 
That was very flirty and cute. Yeah, some flirty sweetness going on. But really, the other (laughs) non-Halloween related things, the reason why it plays so much deeper, I think, is because they want to uh, give him another. They're going to both offer him a deal, right? So instead Mm -hmm. of spending six years in prison, he could spend one year if he reveals his source. How did he get this classified information? And Toby... Being so stubborn isn't going to do it. Now, granted, he wants to protect the memory of and the honor of his brother, even though it's probably not his brother that gave him that information. But he won't do it, even though they'll lower it to one year instead of six. And to make matters worse, they want to hit him with another um, indictment for obstruction of justice. Can they do that? I mean, Mm. I guess... I guess they I feel like they can, they can, they can definitely hit him with the indictment. I don't know if if it will go anywhere, but the point is the threat of just doing it and like calling the grand jury and starting the process and subpoena and doing subpoenas for uh, Leo and CJ and all of them. That that part in itself, even if it doesn't go anywhere, even if the grand jury doesn't choose to indict him, it it that part itself is going to do enough damage. But would it really? I mean, yeah. Why? Just having Leo subpoenaed would but do well in, in our worlds now. It wouldn't do any damage. No, no nothing does any damage to anybody. <laughs> but in this is the pre crazy world. Yeah, yeah, if you had a vice presidential candidate, I mean, think about how big a deal it was when Hillary was giving testimony for her email stuff like it's just, it's just the whole act of it is just a big deal and like you don't want to have anybody who's having to be subpoenaed to to trial but not trial but you know what i mean to a grand jury hearing so it's just i mean i, I understand look. that it would look like it's a cover-up but yeah i don't really like they're mostly pointing it at cj from what that guy said so not so much leo i, I mean i understand well, where it'd be damaging if it's a close race which it is but I mean, it was perfect the way they wrote it. Like, talk about a time crunch. Like, he has to decide yeah. by the next day, and then the campaign is – or the election is five days away. So we're talking right. super high stakes here, which I really liked. Yeah. Well, and even not specific to Leo, just having the entire White House and the whole Democratic Party involved in this mess and in this scandal is is enough to be, like, not looking good, you know? Mm-hmm. So – as opposed oh. to him just taking the plea and it being a quiet, a more quiet kind of thing. And of course, should we know. be surprised that Toby doesn't take it? No. I mean, no. so he calls he calls the guy back in, and on Halloween, while he's supposed to be trick or treating with a six year old, and basically tries to convince him or to call his bluff. He thinks he's bluffing, which yeah. I don't. I don't think he is. So he tries to get him to delay i'm just kind of surprised i was a little surprised that he didn't kind of plead with him like hey you can do this but you can do this like after election day you know like yeah he didn't he just really pushed back and said no there's no way that he would damage the credibility or the honor of his brother but his brother's dead like really it would put everything to rest it would allay all the yeah. problems other than his own conscience you know well yeah well and that's i think that's what's a little confusing about this whole storyline is 
we're supposed to believe that this is Toby. I don't know. Like it was such a misstep to me to have him leak the information in the first place that then that doesn't line up with this Toby now who's feeling this strong moral obligation to not disrespect his brother. Like it just, which that makes sense. Like if, if that, if you had told me that in season three, like, Oh, Toby won't give in to this thing because he doesn't want to disrespect his brother. That makes sense. But it just doesn't make sense in follow up to, Oh, but he also leaked classified information. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just, it's just another thing that doesn't add up in this storyline. Like, he's got such a strong sense of right and wrong, like we've talked about, and of loyalty. And that is, and, you know, is shown clearly in this part of the story. But we shouldn't even be in this story anyway. And it's, oh, it just gets me all, grinds my gears. <laughs> I know. Because how much, how much fun would we be having? Now? Like, I just always think of what a different season it would have been if Toby had been in the White House with CJ and it was just normal and we could just bounce back from the White House to mm. the campaign trail and have normal White House storylines with CJ and Toby and um, Charlie and the president instead of all this chaos. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Oh, that's what fanfic is for, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or true. a TV yeah. movie or something of that ilk. Um <laughs> Yeah, so everything is better with Toby in it. I think that's the moral of the story. And uh, what else? The other um, the other pile? Anything else that, in the Toby? Yeah. On that storyline, I, th- I think that's it. I f- oh, wait, I, no. I mean, okay, wait. I'm confused about what we're supposed to believe. I want to talk about this. Okay. Are we, so are we supposed to believe that CJ leaked it? Or, okay, because in the, in the previously on the West Wing, they show mm-hmm. CJ asking that hypothetical question. So are we supposed to believe that Toby inferred all of this from CJ's hypothetical question and then went and leaked it? Or is it some other unnamed source that we're not supposed to know about? I think it could be either. I feel like that was the previously on. I think that was just to set up... The possibility of that being the answer. I don't know that anybody did it. I don't know that they were presenting it like it was fact. I mean, it's impossible to really know that, what their intention was. That is dumb. (laughs) Well. Sorry. This is one of my biggest (laughs) bones to pick with the West Wing is that what a huge storyline to leave open-ended. Like, if if we're going to have him be... Maybe they just think we'll figure it out, but if we're going to have him be protecting CJ, then, like, let's have him be protecting CJ, and, like, let's know that that's what's happening. Maybe we are supposed to know that. I don't know. I'm going to run a poll on Twitter. Yeah, do a poll. I mean, I wonder if we could find out which writer came up with it. And, (laughs) like, what they originally intended? Yeah, and just find out what the plan was, and... Because he's not, he says flat out multiple times that it was not his brother. Well, he also said it wasn't CJ. So. Yeah. So I don't believe that Toby would lie. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to do a Twitter poll and see what happens. Please do. Let, let me know what, you, what your findings are. That'll be, that'll be the final authority on it is Twitter. <laughs> Dear Twitter sphere, tell us all of your opinions because it is very confusing but the, uh, like you said, no, none of us like this storyline. And if you do, I don't want to be yeah. your friend. <laughs> so. Oh, agreed. <laughs> moving on. Agreed. Yeah, moving on. Okay, to all the other chaos. All the other chaos. I really liked this chaos. The last five days yes. of Santos' campaign. And yeah. Santos is 
uh, very sleep deprived. Everybody's a little sleep deprived. Bon Jovi's there. What's that about? Just hanging out randomly. They really used him a lot, which was surprising. They really did. That's like, I wonder I if they just had to pay him a flat fee for the episode, so they were like, we're just going to have him hanging around. Their, like, their money's worth. Well, yeah. yeah, and I'm just imagining it, like his call sheets, like, well, we've got him here and we're paying, yeah, we're paying all this money and they're shooting like yeah. four scenes. He was not bad, honestly. No. I mean, for the, the number of musician cameos we've seen in in other shows. I mean, I think all the other ones yeah. on this show has been fine as well. But it could have been a lot worse. You know, he actually Definitely. had lines. Yeah. He yeah, and I think... Babysitting. I sort of like... I don't know if this is what they were intending, but I sort of like the kind of absurdity of it that, you know, there's all this chaos going on and then occasionally you turn around and then there's Bon Jovi. And it's like... It's just this reminder of, like, how huge of a thing they're doing. It's like, okay, in between all these phone calls and the busyness and the hecticness, like, we're running for president, and here's Bon Jovi to help us. And it, I don't know. It's It was, I kind of liked that. It was a little bit jarring. And it's the same way when they're talking to, to Leno and trying to get, yeah, you know, so. at one point somebody's like, hey, it's Leno. You know, like, oh, hi, Mr. Leno. Um, and... So I think it's, I mean, it probably, I imagine it is sort of like that on the, because they work with, you know, high-ranking celebrities. Bono's always out somewhere. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just be interesting. Yeah. And it was fun to see Lou kind of fangirling a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Um, yeah, that was great. But I loved just how dizzying and stressful everything was. The way that they shot yes. it. And I've lived on a tour bus for a while and so just <laughs> it's never quite that. it's never quite like that because <laughs> we're not working when we're on the bus like the only time we're on the bus is when we're not working so yeah. <laughs> like we're just kind of there to hang out and sleep or whatever but it is you know you're crammed in this really small space and there's all these concurrent uh conversations going on and so mm-hmm. it was just I like the way that they captured it and yeah uh uh, yeah, it was a little bit dizzying. About halfway through the episode, you're kind of like, okay, this is a lot to take <laughs> yeah. in. But that's what was yeah. happening. So, yeah. Um, and I've never been to that many states in one day. They're doing like five no. states in a day. Crazy. ridiculous. Time zone hopscotch. And I, it's different on like a musical tour because... The way it's similar, it, no day feels like any particular day. They all feel the same, and they're all mm-hmm. kind of different at the same time. Plus, you don't get <laughs> to see the city that you're in, so you don't ever really know where you are. So I think in a political campaign, you would know a little bit more of where yeah. you are. because you, you probably be go to reminded, certain, at least. Yeah, you go to certain like landmarks in the city. But uh, like I said, we don't normally go to five places in one day. So Yeah, um, yeah that was but, a lot. Yeah, but it was super cool to see, it was cool to see him, not to skip ahead, but to see him come unraveled at the end, because we never get to see the human side of these these people, that these politicians that are campaigning, we only see them, for the most part, polished and like with their game faces on, we never get to see them like super stressed out like this, and it, it was right. really fun to see, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree totally, I think... 
there was so much about this episode. You know, the West Wing is really good about doing chaos in general, but there was something about this particular brand of chaos. I mean, can we just talk about how difficult all of the acting would have been when they are talking over each other? Oh, gosh. I mean, everyone is talking over each other all the time. And I think in the beginning... It stressed me out because I'm used to, like, really needing to pay attention to what people are saying on the West Wing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I can't hear what Lou's saying because Josh is talking. And I was like, am I supposed to be keeping up with all of these things? Mm-hmm. And, uh, then you sort of just go with it and you're like, oh, no, I'm just supposed to see how insane it is. And I just thought it was so well done. And it, it captured that intensity and the insanity of it while still pausing to have good moments and storylines like Lou's little crush on Bon Jovi and Mm -hmm. and the and Miss Santos going to speak in Florida or not she wasn't supposed to speak really but yeah uh, and the kids trick-or-treating like there was a lot that was still going on in the craziness I don't know I just thought all of it was really well done yeah they had so many little things going on all at the same time I just to craft the the dialogue of this this uh, episode as well as the direction to make sure everybody kind of knew what was going on but just the whole general sense of this is a a semi-organized chaos and the way that they have to respond to things in the moment like when Helen said that she supported uh, voting rights for uh, former felons you know how everything stopped and they all like I'll have to call you back and they get off the phone and they have a whole new thing to deal with and I love seeing that they have to pivot on a dime Absolutely. I mean, even with even with sending Helen to Florida, like that was such a last minute decision. It's so funny to watch them do that and be like, oh, well, I guess you're going to Florida and you're going to Ohio and you're going right. all these different places. So it's it like go just... fish. It's it's like, OK, so who do we have that can go to Colorado? Well, this person's not available. This person's not available. OK, let's get the VP. And it's like split second decisions that have huge consequences. Yeah, yeah. And let's it, not it, yeah, forget. It's really crazy. That stinking Bob Russell wouldn't show up because he's a sore loser or just a loser in general. You yeah, that? that was an interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked when Santos got off the phone with him and was sort mm-hmm. of just like, this is when he was kind of starting to unravel, but he was just talking about, like, no, he's going to come. But it was just, it was kind of interesting seeing him on solid ground and being sure of something he was doing because a lot of the campaign has been him navigating and figuring it out and you Mm -hmm. sort of start to see him he reacted to the situation he took care of it he did what needed to be done and he didn't have to talk to josh 50 times about it and Mm -hmm. i don't know i thought that really kind of struck me he he hung up the phone and he was like it's done it's taken care of you know on to the next thing and i was like this is great you're he's getting ready Mm -hmm. yeah he has yeah um, but he's also kind of, in my opinion, putting the cart before the horse. Because while I love yeah. and applaud that he wants to sit down and have this security meeting about Kazakhstan, like, he hasn't been <laughs> elected yet. So yeah. he still yeah. has to be out there campaigning. You know, in five days, if you get elected, then absolutely first thing, sit down with, with Nancy McNally. Not that I wouldn't have loved to have seen Nancy McNally, of course. But I know. Like, why okay. dangle that in front of us and not, know. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why he was mad, because he's a fan of hers as well. Yeah, mm. maybe so. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a fan. <laughs> and then the kids are eating a lot of candy. Oh. They go trick-or-treating. Yeah. 
and they're fighting. Like, so Helen and Matt are fighting at the same time over a really important issue while they're trying to take care of their kids. The mother-in-law is nowhere to be found. Like, there's just, it's so realistic, you know, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Trying to keep your family together. Doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. We had a sick little Harry Potter. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs> oh man, that's all. That's pretty good stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything. The thing about trying to get him to wear the tights on Leno was kind of funny. Um, they wanted him to and be how, Robin Hood. Yeah, and how Josh just tells Donna like, "Oh, just come up with something more funny than what the Tonight Show writers would come up with." Yeah, like, no, seriously. he just always like to give her like offhanded, almost impossible <laughs> tasks, right? We did get, yeah, we did get one really good Donna yell in this episode. I can't remember when it was, but I just remember something <laughs> happened and he yelled, he yelled, Donna! And I was uh, like, oh. It's like old times. Yeah. Um, yep. We also got just a little aside that Lou, for the first time, calls Otto a very attractive young man, which may or may not play out in future episodes. <laughs> Which it definitely will play out in yep. other episodes. And um, let's see other things. I would, I just really like the way that Josh talked Matt down at the end because he was on, understandably on ten. You know, just like yeah. at his wits end and so exhausted and stressed. And oh, yeah. Josh just kind of like reined it in and told him what he had to do next, like one foot in front of the yeah. other, and also just that vulnerable moment. Where he asks him, like, do you think we're going to win? Like, I just, yeah. I liked what that I was just about so to bring that up. And I loved, obviously, we love Bradley Whitford, but his, his face when he's, like, trying to react to that question was just, that was very well acted and, and it was perfect. Mm, not surprising. <laughs> so many good things. I know. Not surprising at all. I really like this episode. Nope. We get the I high stakes. Yeah. You know. We get some fun banter. We get Toby. It's very and, different uh, from our normal, the normal episodes, the pacing and just all of the craziness, but I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, it was very effective. Everything, yeah, I think everything really worked. I don't know of anything that felt like it didn't work in this episode. So, no, I don't think so. Kudos. Cool. Kudos to the writers on this. Good job, one. team. <laughs> I cannot even start talking about the next episode, which nope, is election nope. day. I don't I'm not ready know. Yet. I'm I don't not. know what we're gonna do. I Whatever. need to like rent some puppies and like be playing with rent puppies, puppies while I watch the episode and record the podcast because sure. I can't deal. I wish yep. we could be together so we could just record it all at once while we're actually like sitting and watching it. I don't think. Oh I'm yeah, no, but I'll have uh, no ugly cry face on so I'm gonna need to be locked in a room by myself so fair enough I know we'll just have to really find our words because it's just so cross that bridge when we get to it because yeah it's okay no we definitely need to focus on the happy are you still rewatching uh season one in between I am and it's so good yes yeah yes wonderful it is just wonderful I might have to join you on that train. You should. Uh, so I think do, once you're in season seven, we're far enough removed. It's definitely doable. And you won't confuse. It yeah. is just magic. It's wonderful. I, I really yeah. need to get my brother started on this. Yeah, he's so yeah, late to the game. So, 
Uh, MVP? Is it Toby? <laughs> Uh, is it Santa? Is it uh, uh, Annabeth singing Stevie Wonder? Uh, yeah. I guess Toby. I don't know. I'm so mad at Toby, but it's not Was his it fault. Bon I'm thinking Richard Schiff. The Bon Jovi. Yeah. No, I'm thinking <laughs> Richard Schiff. I think I yes. so value his ability to act that so well while completely disagreeing with what was happening. Yeah, that's true. Such a valiant effort. So. Seriously. So successful in that. If we had little Emmy Awards, we would just toss them his way. Um, Oh, yeah, all of them. Yeah, just, yeah, all of them. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, if you guys have thoughts or feelings on uh, this episode, which we know you do, uh, tell us what they are. Email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at wingingitpod. The next episode is Election Day. (laughs) Good golly gracious the lord help yeah. us all uh, <laughs> yep all right guys we'll yep. talk to you later <laughs> have a good bye fun. guys bye